but I wouldn't go full on like, hey, are you all dating? Because <laughs> I'd imagine if somebody asked me that, I'd probably clam up immediately. Whether it was true or not, I'd, I'd probably jump on the defensive. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, one of the reasons why it's so hard to find good talent these days is because oftentimes we're not running background checks. Background checks are an incredibly important part to selecting and retaining the best talent. But for whatever reason, we don't always apply that to the process. Our friends at Verify First want to help you hire better, recruit talent that stays, and do so in a way that's easy on your budget and your team. See why over 7,000 companies trust Verify First with their screening needs because of benefits such like no long-term contracts, no minimum background screens, no annual commitments, average 8.6 hours faster turnaround times, and two times more likely to have an improved quality of hire. So if you're looking to improve your quality of hire and want to be easy on your team, Check out Verified First by clicking on the link in our show notes and see how they can help you. All right, let's get into the show. Hey, welcome for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to the While We Were Working show. This is where we help you become a better leader of your small business or small team. I'm Joy Price, founder of Jumpstart HR, and so glad to have our awesome co-host, Summer Keytron, back in the chair for an episode. This is episode 60. Uh, we've got some cool topics that we want to cover for you. Uh, the first thing that we're going to jump into is a conversation around a new technology that might be impacting jobs for better and for worse. We'll see. And then the next topic that we're going to jump into, uh, it's not February yet, but we're going to talk about office romance. There was a question that was brought in to us from the audience about that topic. So you won't want to miss this episode, but hey, Summer, how are you doing? Hi, Joey. Happy New Year. So glad to be back. It was a wonderful holiday, but I did definitely miss uh, being on the pod and having these great discussions. So how have you been? I, I mean, I listened to the the prior shows and uh, some great topics were discussed. Yeah, uh, the solo shows, they're fun, but I, I did miss you, Summer, so glad you're back. But I've been I've been doing well. The whole winter storm, Elliot, kind of messed up our travel plans, but not to be deterred, we still had some Christmas fun. And uh, this new year has just, like, really kicked off pretty strong. We've gotten quite a bit of interest um, from companies looking to refresh their HR in 2023. And I don't know how I let this slip past my radar, but we actually were recognized by Fit Small Business as one of the top five HR outsourcing solutions uh, for small businesses. So 
Maybe we'll drop that link in the show notes too. But that was towards the latter part of the year where they recognized us and just super thrilled for the recognition of the hard work that our team puts in day in and day out. That was pretty amazing, Joey. And and when I had a look at some of the other businesses that were on that list, it was definitely a proud moment uh, to have the Jumpstart HR name along so many other brands uh, that I know and that I admire. So nice work team and definitely looking forward to seeing what this year has in store. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of what the year has in store, let's go ahead and jump into While We Were Working. And While We Were Working is our segment where we talk about a topic or news article or a trend that you may not have been paying attention to. Why? Because you were so busy working. So leave it to your crew over at Jumpstart to stay on top of these things. And the one that we're going to tackle today, this isn't just one specific article but this is more of a trend. This is more something you should be paying attention to. Um, it's It's got implications from an HR tech standpoint, but even in other areas too. So chat GPT, if I were to drop that name, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you been paying attention? We're going to cover it in a little bit of detail. Um, but Summer, what what is chat GPT? Well, hopefully, Joey, I can I can give uh, a simple but effective explanation because it was only a few weeks ago that ChatGPT was released, and I first heard about it on a different podcast that I was listening to. And in short, it's an artificial intelligence chatbot, uh, but it's not like anything we've seen before. In fact, it's been called so sophisticated that it could potentially render search engines obsolete. So I know uh, know, our folks over at Google are are a little bit nervous right now, uh, simply because this technology can write complex essays. It could even write code, which I found so fascinating. And of course, as an HR pro, Joey, I started thinking about like, well, what about all of those developers' jobs? Uh, But it can do so much more. It could write sales pitches. So, you know, what does that mean for the future of folks who work in these roles and really all of the other jobs that this has the potential to to complete some of the tasks that are currently being done by humans today yeah and you know you know me i'm I'm a fan of innovation and technology uh but this one i'm i'm a little concerned i am (laughs) concerned Similar to the uh, Tesla bot that will take over some um, warehouse tasks and assembly tasks. Uh, I'm concerned now for the knowledge worker who sits in the seat of writing copy, uh, doing marketing, uh, even entry level jobs in other aspects that might have to do with maybe researching, fact finding and compiling reports. This chat GPT can do so much that I am I'm I'm really wondering how it will all play out in the end because it does so much. Um I was chatting with a friend of mine and they were showing me like all the use cases that they were able to do in just a couple hours of playing with the software. And mind you, it as the as of this recording, it's free. So it's it's like there's no cost to go in and try it. 
but they were saying that they were able to maybe even reconsider their hiring for the new year because instead of maybe bringing on two more marketers, well, they've likely just replaced 1.5 full-time marketing pros because of all that it could do um, so quickly. So I'll, I'll stop hogging the mic, but it's it's very, very much something we should pay attention to um, from an employment standpoint, from a commercialization standpoint. Uh, there's, there's a lot to, to unpack with this topic. It certainly is. And, and I love hearing you speak about it because I think, you know, with such innovative technology, it's sometimes hard to really envision how something can truly change the way that we live and work. I know I've mentioned this on prior podcasts. I mean, think about life before the internet, life before the iPhone. I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to envision something you just truly don't know. You don't, you know, you, you simply have no idea. And I think when it comes to chat GPT, the thing that really stood out to me is how it's so different than just using a search engine, right? So when you search for something, say on Google, you have your search term and then you're provided with a variety of results and you as a human pick the best one. But with ChatGPT, you can type in what you're looking for. And with the uh, complex algorithms, it's able to actually provide you what it believes is the best answer. And after, you know, as the human reviewing it, you might look at it and say, okay, well, that's great, but I need this to be modified to fit XYZ. Then you have that conversation with, uh, you know, with the chat bot and it, it modifies those initial results to fit the new modification that you just provided it. So it's just truly mind blowing. And I tried to get in there to actually provide some examples of searches and results for our show, but it's blown up so popular, Joey, that uh, the servers have been busy. It's really difficult to get on right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, server supply is definitely not meeting user demand. So uh, you may have to stand in line a little bit, uh, virtually speaking, of course, before you can get into it. There are other uh, AI tools out there that um, you can you can currently pay for and obviously have consistent access to. But this chat GPT, I think, is really going to change the way that uh, businesses look at and utilize uh, artificial intelligence for the benefit of the organization, but maybe it could be at the expense of labor. So it's a it's truly a fascinating time that we're living in right now. And this is probably as close to, uh, you know, um, a human brain that we've, that we've gotten uh, from, a, from a content perspective. I do think we will see throughout the year um, new ways to utilize this technology. I also see that it is going to be a risk to some jobs. Uh, as it's already being utilized for, you know, those repetitive tasks, I think it's just going to expand on that. However, there will still need to be a human for many of these processes involved. But, you know, to enlighten the listeners, Joey, to some of the conversations you and I have had about it offline, 
I think it can simplify some of the tasks that we're already doing that are a little more time intensive. It can get us to the finish line being more efficient. And so when I think about how this can, you know, transform businesses, I see the potential for cost savings. I see the potential for just being more efficient overall. And, you know, as we've discussed in the past, I think the early adopters are going to have uh, quite a leg up on those who kind of wait, sit back and, and try to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you have questions about chat GPT, uh, we're not the experts, but we just wanted to bring it to your attention because it is something that you should be paying attention to. Um, I think it, it will impact even those entry-level folks coming out of college uh, who may not have had a strategic focus uh, to the way that they've learned their skills and and really just thinking about managing your, your teams and who does what and what you might rely on this on this technology to, to complete. So like, like Summer mentioned, there are pods, there are articles, there are things that are out there in the space that will tell you more about this. Uh, but we wanted to bring it to your attention. So uh, mission complete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our Consultants Corner. Consultants Corner is brought to you as always by Jumpstart HR. We are your HR outsourcing partner to provide you from everything from recruitment, employee onboarding, compliance, training, employee relations, essentially becoming your HR department. And you can learn more about us at jumpstart-hr.com. And I actually could go to chat GPT if I wanted to come up with five cool slogans to put at the end of that. But we'll jump into Consultants Corner. And this topic uh, came in from our audience. And it says that uh, in this organization, managers suspect office romance between two chummy coworkers. A team member dun, 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 and her boss, they always go to lunch and disappear for a long period of time. So I'm assuming that they're not remote, but uh, who knows? Uh, the company has no proof, but isn't sure what to do. They don't want to allow it, but also don't have a written policy. Help. What <laughs> do I do? Okay, Summer, this sounds intense complicated and many layers. So I'll let you go first on unpacking this scenario. Well, there's definitely quite a bit to talk about here. And, you know, I always take the perspective of if I was talking to this caller on the phone, what are some of the questions or the considerations that we should be thinking about as we tackle this topic? And one of the things that I always do is, is try to help see the different angles of what could potentially be going on, right? Because we know in HR, Joey, not everything is as it might appear or seem. Sometimes it is, but uh, assuming an HR can get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, the first thing that I would ask is, you know, there's no proof per se, but what is it beyond, you know, what's been initially shared that has prompted this concern and try to understand, is this uh, a concern that's coming from one person? Is it multiple people? And what's what's prompting it? Because there's 
there's often something else there. It maybe isn't just, well, these two people are, you know, are, are taking lunch together. Maybe it's, are they disappearing for long, long, long periods of time? And so people are feeling like, you know, they're not, they're not pulling their weight. I know they mentioned that it was a team member and her boss. So, of course, there is the potential concern that um, if there is something going on, um, that there's definitely reason for concern about, you know, a team member either being favored or perceived as being favored. So I, I definitely think there's a lot of questions to be asking in this regard, but I think on the flip side, Joey, you know, you don't know, are these team members, are they going off to actually work on projects? Like, is that their meeting? They have lunch and it's their, you know, regular check-in and they work through projects. So, I mean, I think there's just not enough here to know truly what's going on, but I think the first order of business is finding out more information before we can you know, before we can determine next steps. But what do you think? No, I I agree. I think um, it's important to to ask more questions and have more than have a solution at this point, because, well, as you mentioned, there's so many what ifs that could be at play here. Now, if I think about the uh, worst case scenario, what ifs? Right, you mentioned that this is a potentially a, a person, and you mentioned her boss. So um, anytime there is uh, a power dynamic involved of supervisor and supervisee, that sort of escalates the risk magnitude if it came down to maybe um, uh, a future perceived sexual harassment issue or a, a domestic violence or anything of that nature that could play out if... Um, you know, this went south or if this was even unintended um, because we don't know if this boss is like a quid pro quo, come with me to lunch and, you know, or else. Right. Um, so I would I would definitely ask more questions than answers, but I wouldn't go full on like, hey, are you all dating? Because <laughs> I'd imagine if somebody asked me that, I'd probably clam up immediately whether it was true or not, I'd, I'd probably jump on the defensive. But just the first thing I would do is map out like, well, what are the worst case scenarios that we may be looking at here if this were true? And then uh, try to plan for those. The other thing I might consider doing is um, definitely meeting with them individually to sort of see, hey, you know, uh, how are things going with working with so-and-so? And um, you're not asking directly, like, are you dating? But you're just getting a feel for um, what that professional relationship is looking like. And you may get to a point where, again, I guess I should put a disclaimer. We are not giving prescriptive advice. We are just talking. So don't do this. And then if it if it backfires, you know, don't sue, don't sue us. But we're just we're just chatting. But um. You might, after you ask a couple questions, get to the point where it says, well, you know, people are, it has come to our attention that um, people are concerned when you and so-and-so uh, go out for lunch or um, go away, that you're unreachable, un unaccessible for long periods of time. Um, can you speak to that? 
and just give them an opportunity to to respond. But um, you know, the other piece of this is, and I'll end here, is that there's no written policy, so you can't you can't just automatically put a law in a place or say you can't do this um, unless you back it up with writing. So a written policy, some things I might include are if supervisors and super uh, if supervisors and subordinates can date. If so, at what point do you need to uh, disclose that to HR? If not, what would it look like to maybe potentially have a job transfer where someone's removed from under the supervision of some person uh, to another and just help mitigate the risk, not only um, for the organization, but for the individuals that like, if it doesn't work out, what would be the risk if they had to then continue to be working partners? And what would that mean um, for their relationship and for their team? Uh, Summer, any thoughts? I think that's excellent advice, Joey. And it is that written policy, if it doesn't exist, that I think is going to be really the key to being able to manage this on a go-forward basis. Because uh, we love policies and we help companies write them because it does allow them to better manage expectations of their team. And then also, in, you know, they have something to, uh, to go by to enforce um, if they need to with their team. And I think the last part that I wanted to add to this is I was kind of thinking about the approach. Uh, I also think there may be a potential depending on uh, the relationship that the boss in this scenario has with their manager. Uh, because I think about conversations that uh, some of my mentors and leaders have had with me growing, you know, kind of moving up in my HR career. And, you know, when you have somebody who's truly looking out for your best interest, they can often share feedback with you that maybe not others are comfortable doing. So I feel like if appropriate, that the boss in this situation uh, could potentially be on the receiving end of a conversation from their manager to just say, hey, you know, I, I don't want this to be awkward, but, you know, I need to bring it to your attention that, you know, some team members have, you know, raised some concerns that, you know, there may be something going on with one of your, you know, with one of your subordinates. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're promoting a culture that is, um, it is uh, promoting that you know, there is no actual or perceived favoritism and that everybody has the same opportunities and are treated fairly. So whether there is or isn't something going on, uh, you know, we, we need to ensure that if there isn't, that there's no perception that there is. And if there is, and we need to kind of talk about what that looks like in terms of navigating it within the organization. And I'm not sure if you mentioned it already, Joey, but Typically, what that would look like if a relationship is confirmed uh, that either the team member or the boss, um, if there's another opportunity for them to move in a non-reporting relationship, that's the best outcome. Uh, but if not, sometimes it means that one or the other would need to exit the organization because they just can't permit uh, that type of reporting relationship to occur. I mentioned the moving of departments, but I did not mention uh, one person exiting. So if this is a scenario that you might be facing, uh, Jumpstart's a team that can help you through it, especially the listener that um, made this made this comment, definitely reach out to us. 
So uh, for more advice uh, and for service, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com. So that concludes this week's episode. Uh, for f- past episodes, definitely go out and uh, check out our long growing list on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts or consume your video. And uh, yeah, check us out next week. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com. We